You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. Paris says Moscow's not welcome in its elections. A new version of Mirai is out, spreading through Windows systems. Researchers warn of FTP protocol injection vulnerabilities in Python and Java. A new JavaScript exploit may affect Internet Explorer. New York State's new financial sector cyber regulations take effect next Wednesday. A look at fileless attacks and a quick glance back at RSA and some analyst thoughts on why Verizon still wants Yahoo's assets. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, February 22, 2017. As U.S. investigation of Russian attempts at influence operations during the last election cycle proceeds, France warns Moscow to stay out of upcoming French elections. There are concerns that Russia Today and Sputnik in particular are peddling scandal disinformation about disfavored candidates, mostly candidates of the center-right. Kaspersky lab researchers are tracking an evolved Windows-based botnet that's spreading Mirai malware. The emerging Mirai variant under examination also seems able to migrate to Linux systems. Kaspersky concludes from an inspection of the code that the person or persons behind it are more sophisticated than Mirai's original author. Recall that Mirai's source code was released last year, which suggests that such refinement and propagation was probably effectively inevitable. Kaspersky speculates that the actor researchers call a muck spreader probably has some large-scale attacks in view, although it's also worth remembering in this context the widespread concern last November that the original Mirai was a dress rehearsal for a massive state-directed Internet takedown. The muck spreaders are thought in this latest version to be Chinese, or at least Chinese-speaking. The code was compiled on a Chinese system, host servers appear to be in Taiwan, and the controllers are abusing code-signing certificates stolen from Chinese companies. Infections have so far been limited, but researchers think the countries most likely to be hit with bigger waves of Mirai are, quote, emerging markets that have invested heavily in connected technology, end quote. Researchers report unpatched FTP protocol injection vulnerabilities in Java and Python. The Russian security company Onsec described the technique in 2014, but their warning attracted little attention. Researchers at Blindspot Security have recently gotten people's attention by demonstrating that FTP protocol injection can be used to bypass firewalls. They've tested it successfully, they say, against firewalls from Cisco and Palo Alto networks, but they suspect it would work equally well against any number of other Linux-based firewalls. Blindspot told Bleeping Computer they disclosed the exploit to the Python team in January 2016 and to Oracle last November, but that no patches have yet been distributed. 
Another report in Bleeping Computer offers notes on Internet Explorer 11's susceptibility to an unstoppable JavaScript attack that enables ad fraud and tech support scams. It's also said to render systems vulnerable to various zero days. The more serious issue is that the browser can be made to execute JavaScript to do, well, basically whatever the attacker wanted. A trend we've been tracking is the growth of fileless attacks as a way for adversaries to gain access and escape detection. Mark Dufresne is Director of Threat Research and Adversary Prevention at Endgame, and we asked him for an overview of fileless attacks. Traditional security tools are you know, largely file-centric in their detection, so they look for files written to disk, files that are executing um, what's backing a process and scanning that file. Adversaries know that, and so it's it's quite interesting and, and much easier for them to evade defenses if they're running only in memory. And that is largely because um, memory, I think of it as a, a very permissive environment for attackers these days because it's very, very challenging to do memory forensics at scale. You know, a lot of people just pick a few critical systems and maybe once a quarter will take a full memory image of those systems and do offline forensic analysis which means you know combing through and searching through you know many gigs of ram which is a very kind of niche skill that it's just hard there's really two aspects to this problem one aspect of this is how do they hide in memory and that's done by um, typically by process injection which means um, running your code in the memory space of another process it's a technique that's been around for a really long time um, tried and true thing that adversaries do Using tools uh, these days, there are tools like PowerShell and and things of that nature, which are commonly used admin tools that are very powerful and allow you to just go actually take skip that whole file based step and just do process injection into a, a running process using just PowerShell, which is an admin tool on everybody's box. And so, what you're able to do at that point is skip that whole file based detection step if you're able to successfully inject, and then you're running in memory. Um, in a way that's very difficult for traditional tools to detect. And so we're seeing um, a massive explosion in the number of actors um, doing exactly that or maybe having like a hybrid approach where they might drop a, like a, an initial file on disk, but then everything else happens only in memory. And at that point, once they're in memory, is your best hope, you know, scanning for exfiltration? Yeah, I mean, that's how... So some tools that are out there, they'll attempt to detect that process injection step. Um, by looking at a whole bunch of events created on endpoints and having rules for saying, hey, if these five things happen, a process injection might have happened. You might have a problem. Go look at that. That doesn't really address the full scope of ways that adversaries can do this, um, so it's not the best approach. I think still the stats are about half of breaches are discovered through external notification. Like the typical case is just think of an FBI agent showing up and knocking on your door and saying, hey, you have a problem here. Go look here. And then you're really in tough shape because you probably have a well-entrenched adversary running in memory all over the place. And how the heck do you find that? Because um, memory forensics, you know, looking across, you know, eight gig memory images across, you know, maybe 50,000 endpoints, that doesn't really scale very well to take you like years and years and years with um, forensics experts you don't have. And you might just say, well, this this machine is exfilling and I'm just going to re-image the box. Well, that could work, but then you might lose a bunch of critical data or, or business disruption. So um, we have um, in our platform at Endgame, what we is a very powerful tool we call fileless attack detection, you know, not requiring this traditional forensics approach to the problem, but it's really, it turns into a kind of a point and click detection problem. That's Mark Dufresne from Endgame. New York State's new cybersecurity requirements for financial services companies will go into effect next Wednesday, March 1st. 
They're expected to be widely influential, the way California's stringent automobile emission standards shaped the car industry in the 1970s and 80s. Balabit CTO and co-founder Balaz Scheidler points out that one big impact the regulation will have is that, quote, banks are now required to scrutinize their suppliers and to report on breaches that affect them, end quote. He expresses the hope that the regulations will motivate closer monitoring of third parties. Prevalence Jeff Hill agrees that the requirements will drive more attention to third-party risk, something he characterized as the soft underbelly of enterprise security. We'll be watching the Empire State over coming months to see what effects the regulations in fact have. They're likely to extend well beyond New York. As attendees look back at RSA, they seem prepared to award the Mindshare Prize to Internet of Things Security. We would say that artificial intelligence, workforce development, and endpoint security gave the IoT a run for its money. We'll continue to look back at RSA through the end of this week. Trends, warnings, spycraft, cyberwar, and some of the splashier IoT hacks, a lot of which involve increasingly smart cars. And if you're in the market for a used car, maybe you should think about it in the same way you would if you were buying a jailbroken used phone. We close with a look at some industry news. Verizon has negotiated a discount for its purchase of Yahoo's core assets. While Yahoo has certainly been dinged and dented by a series of large data breaches, those dings and dents are what drove down the price, Verizon still sees value in its acquisition. It's particularly interested in Tumblr, Flickr, and Yahoo News and Fantasy Sports services. And with those properties, of course, comes a great deal of potentially lucrative behavioral data. Online ad revenue continues to be a lucrative venture. Everybody, want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com slash resilience. In the complex world of enterprise identity, securing legacy web apps at scale can be daunting. Strata Identity makes it simple. With Strata, you can effortlessly integrate non-standard apps with any identity service, like MFA or SSO, with zero coding and zero hassle. Designed by identity architects for identity architects, Strata works with every vendor, standard and app architecture. This means your apps can now speak modern protocols and integrate seamlessly with your chosen identity services. From securing on-prem web apps to migrating away from outdated identity providers or consolidating them, Strata helps you keep your complex access policies as you modernize your identity infrastructure and get rid of technical debt. Join leading organizations like 3M, Dallas County, and CIBC in securing your apps with Strata. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity security priorities, and receive a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. 
Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. Joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Uh, Joe, you know, I know you and I talk a lot about uh, personal privacy. Um, the uh, EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, has uh, some pretty good tools and some pretty good guides available if right. that's something that you're interested in. That's right. Um, if you go to ssd.eff.org, that is uh, their guide for surveillance self-defense. That's what SSD stands for. Uh, and they've got some pretty good information there on what kind of tools to use, how to use these tools, how to vet these tools yourself. And that's really the most important thing. You don't know when you're downloading a, a tool whether or not it's a good tool unless you actually go through some kind of vetting process, right? right. I mean, how do right. I know that the open source disk encryption that I'm using is still a good disk encryption tool, right? Should I be using TrueCrypt anymore? Well, the authors of TrueCrypt say, no, you shouldn't be using TrueCrypt anymore, mm. right? Well, and, and how do you know if, if something, if some random tool that you come across isn't actually doing the opposite of what it says it's Exactly. Doing? Not everybody's a software engineer. Not everybody, uh, even those that are software engineers, fewer of them can actually reverse engineer a product or, or do uh, you know, analysis on it to see what's, what's going on behind the scenes and see what kind of information is being sent out and how and where. One of the things I like about this surveillance self-defense kit is that, uh, I, you know, like yourself, I get asked by a lot of people, families and friends, right. what do I do to protect myself? And this right. is a good way, this is a good starting point for people who aren't in the business to kind of get a rundown of what to do and why and, you know, some, some tools that are really accessible. And they, uh, they talk about password managers in here, which is one of my favorite topics. Mm -hmm. uh, with, once you start using a password manager, there's really no excuse for repeating passwords across different sites. And that's really one of the ways that people get taken advantage of is they're using one password across all their sites. And if one of these sites gets breached and the password is encrypted, even if it's a very strong password, if the password is encrypted with a weak hashing algorithm or god forbid not encrypted at all right uh now you've just opened yourself up to uh, or these people coming into all of your accounts but a password manager really makes it easy to use a different password on every single site i have these conversations with friends and family and uh probably you hear the same thing that i do where i say to them um do you reuse passwords and they kind of sigh and right. they say yeah i know i shouldn't but everyone, well, so many people just do it because right. it's so hard not to. If you get a password manager, it's not hard <laughs> to do it anymore. I mean, you could ask me right now what my Facebook password is. I don't know what my Facebook password is. Right. I don't know what my Twitter password is. Um, I don't know any of this information. I just don't waste my time thinking it. I do know the the combination, and I'm I'm using quotes since we're on a podcast. I'm doing the finger quote thing. Yeah. The combination of my safe that's just one big password. Um, I know what that password is, but I don't waste time remembering 20, 20 character random strings. I just let a computer do that. Computers are very good at that. All right. Well, it's, it's good advice for sure. Yes. Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure, Dave. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, 
Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging and time-consuming. Enter Vanta. Vanta gives you one place to centralize and scale your security program, quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for ISO 27001, SOC 2, and more. You can leverage Vanta's market-leading trust management platform to unify risk management and secure the trust of your customers. Plus, use Vanta AI to save time when completing security questionnaires. CyberWire daily listeners can get $1,000 off by going to vanta.com slash cyber. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash cyber. Cyber.